Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 44. And today we're talking about becoming a published author and why writing a book is not about the book sales. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom, and their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business, your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm very excited to be hanging out with you and bringing you today's episode. But before we start, to all of our Australian listeners, we hope you're having an amazing Australia Day long weekend and you're spending it with loved ones, whether it's friends or family, doing what is you love, getting out into the sun, down to the beach, whatever it is that you're doing. And giving gratitude for just such a wonderful, wonderful place to live. We're so very, very lucky to be living here in Australia. Australia Day means that it is nearly the end of January. Can you believe it? Christmas and New Year is a distant memory. We're into the new year. And for those of us in Australia, we've been on summer holidays. The the kids have been on school holidays and maybe you haven't quite got started yet and that's okay. Just make sure that you have a plan in place. I'm sure that you want to grow your business this year or to reach new levels, whether it's your income or whatever your goals are for this year, you need to make sure that you've got a plan in place. So if you haven't done that yet, I've got something for you today. I've created the Thought Leaders Business Growth Plan, which is for you if you want to grow your business and you want to discover maybe the key areas that are holding you back from getting the growth in your business. Maybe you want to discover what it is that's happening in your business that's not giving you a return on investment, whether that's time or money, so that you can stop doing them. Or maybe you need some help with discovering the key numbers that you need to know that you have to focus on this year to be able to take your business to where you want to go. Or maybe it's strategy you want to discover the gaps, whatever it is, I'm going to give you the formula to pull everything together. So to grab that, all you need to do is go to samanthariley.global forward slash plan and and use the Thought Leaders Business Growth Planner to discover the nine key growth areas in your business for 2019 so that you can have more income, more freedom and create a bigger global impact. 
So today's featured guest is Suzanne Doyle Ingram and she's from Prominence Publishing and her and I are going to discuss all things books today. So it might sound funny, but she actually doesn't work with writers. She works with ordinary people who want to become a published author and there is a big difference. She helps you to use your book as a tool so that you can get massive visibility and attract more of your ideal clients to you. So without further ado, let's welcome Suzanne Doyle Ingram into the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Suzanne. It is so great to have you join me here today. Thanks for having me. Very excited. We're going to talk all things books and publishing and authoring and all of the good things. But before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the kinds of people that you work with? Oh, perfect. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. All right. So about me, well, I guess one of the things that I like to tell people about myself is that the very first book that I ever published eight years ago, I wrote it under a fake name because I was so afraid that it would totally fail. I didn't want anybody to know that it was me. (laughs) So (laughs) that's something that people are always surprised to hear about. And I come from a marketing background and when my, my business actually, to be perfectly honest, really was not doing well in 2008, 2009 because most of my clients were in the United States and the economy was crashing. And so that's when I started writing books and then people started asking me, well, how do you do that? And so I put on a workshop and then one thing led to another and then I had online programs and I've been teaching people how to write books for the past eight years and I love what I do. Love that. Now, I find that really interesting that you used a fake name. Something that I talk about is, you know, to build yourself as the go-to authority, that being a published author is, I believe it's essential. It, it helps us to share our values, our story, our unique methodologies. Using a fake name isn't probably the best way to go around that positioning, right? I know I do not recommend it. But the reason I tell people that is because I think it makes me kind of real, you know, yeah. like, I know what it's like to be afraid and all of my clients at some point or another go through a little tiny phase where they're like, I don't know if I want my book to be out there. It's kind of like one of my clients the other day was saying, it's like hanging your panties on the clothesline so everybody can see, you know, yeah, yeah. worry about being judged and if it's good enough. And I, I didn't have a coach at the time. I didn't have anybody to guide me and I did, really didn't know what I was doing. But then I launched it and made it a bestseller. So then of course I was like, wait, wait, it is me. It's me. It's, <laughs> it like. It's a different thing, but I learned my lesson and I also had some bad advice. I think it's really awesome that you shared that and I wanted to touch on it quickly because I know when we were together in San Diego just recently and we were talking about this over, I know no one will believe this, but a glass of wine. We were <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was saying that, you know, for me, writing the book was the easy part. I thought that would be the difficult part. The difficult mm-hmm. part for me was that period between finishing it and waiting for it to be published. I yes. had the biggest, biggest vulnerability cloak hanging over me. It was, I, I was so fearful of what people yeah. were going to say and what they were going to judge me. Well, people are going to judge, but it wasn't mm-hmm. judging in a bad way. It was actually judging in a good way saying, wow, we didn't know that you'd been through all of that. So I'd mm-hmm. wanted to touch on that really quickly because it's such an important piece of this conversation. Absolutely it is. And did you have a coach when you were writing your book and you were in that I moment? I did. 
but no one told me I was going to have that feeling. So you know what? I never went to my coach and said it. I just just sat in my house going, what is wrong with me? Oh, no. (laughs) See, I tell all my people, you're going to have this feeling. Every single person has it. No, And it is really, really scary. But one of the things that I like to talk about is the scientific aspect to that. Because really what's happening in our brains is our brain is trying to keep us safe. Our brain's always trying to keep us safe from yeah. everything from like a lion might be chasing you to, you know, running into traffic and different things like that. And so when you start thinking, I don't know if this is a good idea. I don't know if I should have done this. The brain goes, yeah, you know what? You probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so yeah. you, yeah, yeah. safe, you know, and, and stay small. And you just have to really literally go, thank you for trying to keep me safe, but I'm going to do this. And remember that 99% of people will think you're an amazing rock star once you mm-hmm. have a book. They just can't even believe they're so excited for you. And then there's that one, there could be or might not be at all, but if there is that small percentage of people who criticize or who, who talk about you, I always say people throw rocks at things that shine. And I, as I, I, I'm sure you found that too, Sam, as you've grown your business, as my business has grown, I am shocked sometimes at people who are like mean. I'm like, oh, wow, what's their problem? You know, just. Yeah, but the, it is their problem. It's all about yeah. them and it's totally not about you at all. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, deep down we all know that, but, but these things still come up and it's really important to be surrounding ourselves with the people that do support us so that we can mm-hmm. put our blinkers on and not notice those haters are there. Yes. So. Yes. Oh, and one other thing I want to say about that is while you're in that limbo period, you can ask close friends and family or business colleagues to be, you know, a beta tester and send them your book and get their honest feedback on it. And then you'll feel more comfortable moving forward going, you know what, Bob and Sally and Jane all loved it. And I trust them and they would have told me if it was total crap. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. That's such a great tip. All right, let's just go back a couple of steps. What is the benefit of becoming a published author? Why would someone that's listening actually consider writing a book? Well, that's a great question. There are many, many reasons that different people have different reasons for writing books. So for some people, they want to create a legacy. They want to have you know, a way of having a permanent record of their story and their life and that sort of thing. And you know, for me, I work with business professionals. So my whole angle is having a book that you can leverage to attract more clients to your business. So I've worked with everything from chiropractors to natural health people to real estate agents to business coaches, dog trainers. I mean, you name it. I've worked with over 700 people. Mm-hmm. And, and I always say to them, remember that your book will position you as an authority, even if you don't feel like one, but it will because when someone sees that you have a book on Amazon, they think it's a really big deal. Well, it is a really big deal. It isn't, mm-hmm. it isn't just, you know, a think thing. I think yeah, it no. is any, anyone that can get their methodology out into paper already is a big deal because to be able to write a book and, you know, you've written multiple books, the ability to be able to get your thoughts clear from mm-hmm. your brain that sometimes is a super big mess mm-hmm. into a clear and easily understood sequence to follow or methodology, that's someone that actually knows their stuff. Because to make yeah. something sound simple, there's actually a really great skill that's behind that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Good that you pointed that out about the methodology, because there are so many different ways of writing a book. But one of my favorite ways, and one thing that I teach, I teach four different methods, but one of them is really, what is your system that you use to get results for your clients? If you can outline that in a book, and the potential client reads it and goes, oh, I want to hire Sam. I mean, it is so straightforward. It's not even funny. It's like, mm. sometimes I go, it's not rocket science. It's really, really easy. And on that note, I was just having a call with someone this morning and I was saying to her, it's okay to give out all your best stuff in your book because a mm. lot of people are afraid to do that. And what happens is not every single person who reads your book is going to hire you. So you want to be able to serve those people who don't hire you through your book as well. Mm -hmm. And then the ones who get it and say, yeah, you know what? Now I know how to do all this, but I don't want to do it by myself. So I'm going to hire Sam or I'm going to hire yeah. Tom or whatever. You know, it's, yeah. it's a great way of explaining who you are and, and how you work. Totally. And on that, when we write our book and we do put all our best stuff in, we're, we're automatically thinking of who our ideal client is. But mm -hmm. even though someone may not hire you, you don't know that that person isn't going to put you on a stage in front of a thousand people. You don't know if that person's going to refer or, you know, become a referral partner. You never know where mm -hmm. that will lead. It may be a connection to someone that will do a joint venture with you. So mm -hmm. I think it is really important to get all, you say all your best work, but in actual fact, it's not all of our best work. But if we do put a lot of valuable content into that book, people will understand that you've got such a vast knowledge and they think if she knows all of that stuff or if yeah. he knows all of that stuff, what else do they know? And it's so funny because when you are in your niche or niche, 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 you know, you have to say both. Yeah. <laughs> It depends on who the audience is. What you find very, very simple, your reader or potential client, it can blow them away. And I'll give you an example. It's so funny. I always say to people, so in your book, I want you to think about what you want your reader to feel when they're reading your book, what do you want them to think and what you want them to do. And so at the end of your book or even beginning and the end, have something like direct them to your website so they can download a checklist or they can download like the extra bonus chapter or something. And then you can ask for their name and email address and build their list. And, you know, to you and I, that's really obvious, Sam, but some people read that or they hear that and they freak out because they're like, I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, well, then they think, you know, that sort of thing that you put in your book that you think is so obvious, it's not obvious to your prospect. Yeah, totally, totally. Now, we've touched on this very, very lightly, and I want to dive into this a little bit deeper. People generally, when they think about writing a book, they think about the sales of the actual book, and that is the reason they're writing their book. Mm -hmm. That's not the case, right? Right. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm actually, the book I'm writing right now, so I've written and co-written 15 books, but, but the book I'm writing right now is called It's Not About the Book Sales. That is something that is shocking, I tell you, shocking for people to hear because everyone's like, okay, well, how am I going to sell books? How am I going to sell books? And one thing I teach people is to understand what your average customer value is. I mean, really a lot of what I do is business coaching uh, in addition to the books because I want people to understand the book is just one part of your business. So every mm. business has a website, you have a book, you have a banner, you have you know business cards. It's just one part of your business. Yes. And so when you understand what your average customer value is, of course, then you know what you can spend to acquire a new customer. But also, you won't find that you need to spend hours and hours and hours blogging and getting reviews and all that kind of stuff to sell books when you're only going to make 2 or $3 every time you sell a book. 
Rather, it's better to use your book to get a new customer and make five or $10,000, depending on what your average customer value is. So mm -hmm. I'm always telling people, to use your book as a tool. And if you want, I can give some tips on that as well. Uh, well, that was my next question. Can oh, you give there us you some go. tips? <laughs> See, we, we just want to... I know, we are. We're always on the same Totally. What are some ways that we can leverage our book to, to be able to attract our future clients? Okay, perfect. So first of all, if you... Oh, I have to tell you right now, I do not believe in buying a thousand copies of your book. There's Thank many, many you. oh, I just How many so people have garages so full bad. of boxes of books? Yeah. Not I feel good. so bad for people that do that. It's not necessary anymore. There's print on demand you can use. And a lot of times when people get into business with someone that tells them to print a thousand copies of their book, they're really dealing with a printing company, not a publishing company. So I'll just leave that at that. So I would say order, you know, a hundred copies of your book. If you have an event coming up, you might need an extra hundred or whatever, but you always have 50 or a hundred on hand. And you can give them to all your current clients. One of my real estate clients sent out an email to all the clients, all his old clients saying, hey, I wrote a book. And not like that. But anyways, <laughs> it let me know if you'd be interested in a copy. And he got 15 leads from old, dormant, old clients he hadn't worked with or even talked to in years. Oh, wow. So that is a great way of giving one. You can also give one to your current clients saying, hey, as you know, I build my business on referrals and just for fun, I'd like to give you a copy of my book. And if you know anyone that you might think would be a good fit, please, please pass the book on to them. And, and also just be really humble about it. You don't want to be jumping up and down on a couch like Tom Cruise freaking out, you know. Um, mm. I'm talking about when he was on Oprah Winfrey. Oh, and, yeah, we all know the one. <laughs> How can you get rid of that out of your brain? <laughs> I know, I know. I always, I always use that example because it's like, oh, my gosh, relax. Um, so I always tell my clients to make sure that you understand when you're giving your book to someone, don't follow up and say, have you read my book? Have you read my book? Because they're going to feel really guilty if they haven't read your book because yes. everybody's busy. Yes. Just say to them, look, I know you're super busy and you probably don't have a lot of time to read, but I would just love to, to, you know, drop a copy of my book off, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So there's that you can do. You can also run a Facebook ad campaign. For local people like realtors and chiropractors, you can run a local campaign right to your zip code, household income, your target audience saying, would you like a free copy of my book? And I did that for one of my clients that uh, helps families with their college application forms for their teenagers. And she, mm. I had to shut it off because she's like, I had too many leads. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. So you can do that. Um, even just getting people to know that you have a book is really important. You may, sometimes people don't even read your book or even have a copy of your book and they'll still want to hire you. They'll still want to book you on their stage. And that can be as simple as making sure that your LinkedIn profile is updated and says published author and has a name of your book and where to buy it, i.e. the link to Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, you also want to do that on Facebook. You want to do it on your website. All your digital footprint, Google your name and see what comes up and where you can change all of those profiles to published author. And that would be a really good thing to do as well, like right away. What about for speaking gigs? I believe that books have got a really great way of helping you to secure speaking gigs. What are some tips around that? 
Okay, well, thank you for asking that. You need to have a media kit, and I'm sure you help your clients with that. Mm -hmm. And so your book should be featured on your media kit. If you are looking into speaking gigs and then you direct someone to a page on your website, of course, you want your book there. You can also offer them a PDF of your book, but only if they say, yes, please send it to me. I wouldn't attach it or send it right away. But that's a, a good way of kind of getting your foot in the door by saying, I'm the author of such and such. I'd be happy to send you a free copy if you'd like to take a look at it. And it's mm. very humble. It's not like, oh my gosh, my book is going to change your life and you need to read it right away. <laughs> <laughs> the May Show. Yeah, it, and the book, oh my gosh, the, the book isn't really about you. The book needs to be about your reader and how you serve your reader and how you serve your clients. I always say to people, Don't, please, the book is not about you. Yeah, love that, love that. We've already ascertained in a very short amount of time that we need to be a published author. We need to get our IP out of our head onto paper. Once mm -hmm. we've done that, what are some options for publishing? Because it's a very different world to what it was 20 years ago, right? We don't need to go mm -hmm. and find a publisher and, you mm -hmm. know, sell our soul, mm -hmm. you know, the way yeah. it used to be. It, we've got so oh, many yeah. options. Yes, there are so many options now. And I like to describe it as... If you imagine a horizontal line and on one end of the line, you've got uh, traditional publishers and on the very other end, you've got self-publishing. Traditional publishing, that's only about, like the big five now and it takes years and years to get with the traditional publisher and you need a literary agent, first of all. And if you don't have a massive, massive following, they won't touch you because they want to know that you're going to be able to sell books. And mm. honestly, there is absolutely no point in going after a traditional publisher if you don't have at least a million followers. Wow. And, and even then, if you had a million followers, do it the other way and then sell books to all those million followers and you'll make way more money. Not mm. that it's about the book sales, but mm. um, it's, it's true, right? With a traditional publisher, you get very, very low royalties, meaning very little money per book every time a book sells. So then on the other end of the spectrum, you have self-publishing, which used to be a really dirty word, but it's not anymore. You still can. <laughs> it still is possible to self-publish a terrible looking book. But mm -hmm. with all the resources out there nowadays, you can hire uh, a typesetter to do the interior graphic design and a cover designer to do the cover. And then you literally upload it to kdp.amazon.com. And then that is the best way to get your book on Amazon. However, in the middle between traditional publishing and self-publishing, in the middle of that line, there are all kinds of companies that will publish your book for you. And what you need to look out for is that you will retain 100% rights and ask who's going to get these royalties and also find out what the upfront fee is. Also look at how long the, the process takes, uh, how many people are going to be involved in your book publishing process. So there's lots of gray areas and lots of questions to ask. But what I see happening a lot is people coming to me saying, I paid somebody $25,000 and I actually don't know where my book is. Wow. So always check references. Oh, and literally don't just look at testimonials, but ask if you can speak to some of their former clients. And if they won't let you speak to their former clients, you have to kind of wonder, why not? Mm. <laughs> why, mm. why, what's, what, what are you hiding? You know? So just be really, really careful about, about that. And, and bottom line, I think, is that you got to look at what's going to be the best fit for you. And, and sometimes people get really starry-eyed over these big packages that include all this stuff, most of which you really don't need. What you need is your book in your hand, professionally done, and on Amazon. And then you can do the rest. And it, just piece by piece, you can slowly do the rest. 
Totally. Let's talk about the team that we need to get your book from your head to the hands of your customers. You mentioned a typesetter, you mentioned a cover designer. Who else are the kind of people that we would need to think about hiring to help us get our book out? Well, first of all, I want to say with a cover designer, you want somebody who is experienced designing covers, not a graphic designer who does business cards and websites, because it is totally different. And every time someone comes to me and says, hey, I already got my cover designer, I'm like, oh, no, okay, it's going to be extra work, honestly, because they're not familiar with the width of the spine, has to be determined by a little bit of a complicated mathematical formula based on what kind of paper you're using and how thick every single piece of paper is and how many pages and it goes on and on. So you need an experienced cover designer uh, interior in an interior formatter. You're also going to need an editor and a proofreader because you want to make sure it's very professionally done and then hire somebody or a company that will upload it to Amazon for you. In addition, I highly recommend you have a Kindle version of your book because sometimes people want it right away. And mm. don't worry about, oh, but I won't make any money on Kindle. It's not about the book sales. No. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm that person. If I decide I want a book, I want it on Kindle because I want to start reading it right now. I, yeah, me too. I love books too. I mean, you, we've got our video on. You can see how many books I've got behind me. So I do love to have yes. a physical book. But if I'm doing something and I just want an answer, I generally don't go to YouTube like most people do. I'll generally download a book because for me, reading is quicker than watching a video. So yeah, I, and then you look, and you can do it on your own time. And you also you look at the reviews it has, and and you know, with a video, you're never really sure if it's going to be any good or if it's going to waste your time. Yeah, I like I like what you're saying about that. And also, Amazon has a really cool program called Matchbook, where if you buy the paperback book, then you can offer your Kindle right away as an upsell for ninety nine cents or even free. If so, if your customer buys your book, then you can get the Kindle right away. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. cool. That's I'm so full good. of these tips. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked you here, lovely lady. <laughs> Thank you. So, so there's a few different people we need to hire. There's another one that you haven't mentioned that I'm really intrigued to dive into a little bit, and that's a coach. I know that I hired a coach because I'd had this idea of a book in my head for years, and I had tried to write it so many times, and every time I'm just like, nah, it's not what it's meant to be, I'm not hitting the mark. I'd start writing and saying, why am I even telling that story? So I specifically hired a coach because I just needed someone to, you know, take what I was trying to get to and help me make sense of it. Obviously, you're a coach too. I'd love to hear from you the benefits of hiring a coach and some of the problems that we may see coming up as we're trying to write and why we would need to reach out to someone to help us. Okay, thank you for asking that because... Yes, you definitely need a coach and it should be somebody who has experience not just writing one book. I see that a lot where someone writes a book and then they become a book coach. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that might not necessarily be the right fit because you want someone who also has a business background if you're writing a business type of book like we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So what the benefit is, is that they can help you stay on track. They can help look at what you're doing and going, okay, wait a second, you're talking about yourself here a little bit too much. Let's, what's, it, what's in it for the reader? What's mm. in it for the reader? What do you want your reader to know? And, and kind of bring you back on track. As well, helping develop a really solid outline at the very beginning is what I consider the most important thing. Because the biggest mistake I see is people just start like dumping on the yes. page and yes. writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. And that is an editor's nightmare. It's going to cost you thousands of dollars to edit that when 
On the other hand, if you have an outline, it's like a framework or a blueprint and your coach can help you. I was just doing this this morning with someone on the phone and I was saying, so here's the outline. Okay. I want you to, to insert stories about clients that you've worked with one that will illustrate this point here in chapter one and one that will illustrate this point here in chapter two. And then you also have, you know, research and you have inspirational stories, all these different things you can add in. And the coach helps you keep on track, but can also say like all the things that you don't know because you've never written a book, you know, and it's so important for them to say, like I had someone come to me once and she had about 30 different quotes, like sources in her book but she hadn't written down where any of them came from. Oh, no, no, Which I wish I had gotten to her at the beginning because I got to her at the end and I'm like, oh my gosh. So that was a massive amount of work for her because I said, you can't really publish it like this. You have to include your sources. And, And that's not to say that every book needs sources. I'm just saying if you are doing that, you have to stay on top of that. So it really can save you time in the long run to start with a coach. Totally. And, and thanks for answering that. So I'm a big believer that we need coaches that are experienced to help us get to the correct outcome. Like I said, my methodology includes being a published author as a necessity for helping you to become the go-to authority, but that book needs to be written in a specific way so that you are positioned as the authority, not just a book of words. Oh, absolutely. And it's very, it's really interesting when you look at, you know, neuro-linguistic programming and things like that and what you can do with your books. It has to start with, even before you do one single word on the paper, you have to know what you want and Mm -hmm. what you want the book to do for you. So when people say, oh, I really want, let's say a business coach says, I actually want more speaking gigs. Then I'm like, okay, then what we're going to do when you're making this point about doubling your revenue, for example, hypothetically, you can say, when I was speaking at the blah, blah, blah in Ohio, I was, and then the reader goes, oh, she spoke at this thing in Ohio, and then she spoke over here. Oh, and she did this. And you're not listing it. Like, here are the places where I have spoken. Boom, boom, boom. It's not that at all. It's very subtle. And there's a way of doing it. And so if you don't have a coach, you won't really know how to do that, I don't think. Totally. And I did read a book just a couple of weeks ago, actually. Uh, sitting in LAX airport, actually, on the way back from the event that we attended. And I was just reading this book thinking, why is this author telling me these stories? It had mm-hmm. absolutely no relevance. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I'm really glad that you, you uh, deep dived into that and help people understand the reason mm-hmm. that, that we want to write our books. So oh, we, yes. we obviously, we can only chat for a certain amount of time here on our recording. Otherwise, we would be here for days and days. I know, I have so much to say. I know, right? So for people that are listening and they're like, no, really, it's time. It's, you know, it's time to get our book out. It's time to be positioned as the authority. How can they learn more about what you do so that they can take the next step? Well, they can go to my website, which is prominencepublishing.com. And under the contact uh, area, they can book a call with me. I, I, I do calls all the time to help people understand, you know, what their book can do for them and, you know, where to start. But I also have an upcoming webinar. I'd be happy to share that link with you if yeah, that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah, share the link with us. Okay, so it's prominencepublishing.com slash webinar. 
And that is where they can go to sign up and just get a lesson on how to write a book. My webinars uh, topics are variable, but sometimes it's like how to write a book in 30 days. And sometimes it's like how to choose a topic for your book and the three things you must know about writing a book. So there's, there's all sorts of different training that I do. So I'd be happy to invite your listeners to come on to an upcoming training. Lovely. And if you are listening, I thoroughly recommend you do because what Suzanne has just shared today is such a tiny, tiny piece of what she knows about publishing. Uh, she really, really knows her topic and, and obviously that's why I invited you here to share with us today, Suzanne. So thank you so much for coming onto the show. I'd just love you to share, to wrap up this episode within a beautiful gift box, the lovely bow on top. What is the one thing that you can leave us with that calls this episode complete? Oh my gosh. Well, first, thank you so much for inviting me. And I would just like to say that I think that there are no ordinary people, that each one of us is extraordinary. And I truly believe that in my heart. And a lot of people think that they can't write a book. And I always say, most of my time is spent teaching people that they can write a book and then I help them write a book because a lot of it is about having the confidence to take that step forward and write a book so that you can share your brilliance with the world. And there is only one you, you are the only you and that's what makes your book unique. And, and I just love to be able to help people do that. Mic drop. Beautiful <laughs> way to wrap up the episode. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Thanks for having me. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Business Lab.